the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Are you excited about prayer and fasting? I am. Uh, Many people are taking this challenge. Today's the 15th day. Will you join us for the rest of the 21 days? Not too many left, right? Our topic for today is praying for our culture uh, to be restored to a biblical worldview. But I'm seeing God doing some amazing things. Let's, Let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you and worship you, Lord. We thank you because we're seeing you work in many, many ways. Lord, just pour out your Spirit upon us. We pray that you would minister your by the power of your Spirit into our hearts and our minds. So, Lord, we're just asking that this time of prayer and fasting be amazing. Lord, we're hearing about revivals in different places. Lord, let it be here in Tampa, the Bay of the Holy Spirit. Let there be a great, great revival. So we pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, uh, let me just mention that uh, we love visitors to our services Friday night and Saturday. Um, this Friday night, uh, we had a uh, dinner. We do that once a month, and uh, that substitutes for our service. So Saturdays uh, are a great time to come and visit. We have four congregations, uh, one of them in Spanish. So check us out at shereshdavid.org. Um, also, if you would like to help support our ministry here on the radio, uh, it's completely supported by listeners, and we always feel like we're in the rears here. But uh, so, if you would help with a pledge, a monthly pledge, or even just a a wonderful gift, that would be fantastic. You can call Karen at eight one three eight three one five six seven three, and you can go to our website, uh, find our prayer and fasting guide but let's uh let's begin with our devotional for today and today's devotional fits in perfectly with our topic prayer for our educational system and our teachers so uh first john 5:19 and 20 says we know that we are of god and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one And we know that Ben Elohim, which is the Son of God, 
has come and given us insight so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son Yeshua the Messiah. This one is the true God and eternal life. Then we have 2 Timothy 3.16, All scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for reproof, for restoration, and for training in righteousness. And our third scripture is Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Messiah dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with gratitude in your hearts to God. The thought, uh, the first thought is by Martin Luther. He said, I'm afraid that the schools will prove the very gates of hell unless they diligently labor in explaining the Holy Scriptures and engraving them in the heart of the youth. I love that, engraving the Scriptures in the heart of the youth. Hmm. Uh, John Hagee said, want to know why American students' SAT scores are falling? We've kicked the light out of the world. I'm sorry. We've kicked the light of the world out of the classroom. Okay. And C.S. Lewis said, education without values, as useful as it is, seems rather to make man a more clever, clever devil. Interesting thought. Okay. Our challenge, and by the way, this is on our website, so you can you can see all of this. Uh, be involved with the education of our children. Whether they go to public school or private school, whether you are a parent or not, be involved in the education of our children. It can be on a school board or a teaching, uh, Shabbat school or tutoring or in many other areas. Find a way to encourage our teachers However, you can be involved. Okay. And then finally, Father, this is our prayer. Father, protect our children by filling them with your education. In fact, protect all of us as we need your education. Our children are growing up in a secular culture as they are strongly affected by TV, phones, and their computers and tablets. Please help us to not stand by and watch, but show us where we can best serve and make a difference in the lives of all children. Anoint our teachers to teach from your perspective. Let all education exalt you. Okay. That's a prayer we could pray every day, right? Okay. Well, last week we didn't quite finished the part about forgiveness, which is what I talked about, uh, an important thing to pray for uh, as we're still talking about prayer and fasting. So in finishing this up, let me just say in Ephesians four thirty-one and 32, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, quarreling, slander, along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, Forgiving each other just as God in Messiah also forgave you. So one of the things that I tell people is that saying the words, I forgive you, are easy. To actually totally forgive, that's difficult. 
and it's difficult for all of us. So R.T. Kendall wrote a great book, Total Forgiveness. I've mentioned it a number of times. And here are the seven things he says about how to make total forgiveness. A deliberate and irrevocable choice not to tell anyone what they did. Now, obviously, if your discussion is not intended uh, to lead to a remedy, in other words, if it's in counseling, that's one thing. But a deliberate and irrevocable choice not to tell anyone what someone did, if you can do that one thing, you've probably forgiven. (laughs) Then he says, be pleasant around them in conversation, say things that would set them free from guilt. You desire them to feel good about themselves, protect them from their fear. You talking about what they did. Total forgiveness requires lifelong commitment and pray for them. My total forgiveness list are these. Knowing what they did and still forgiving them. Choosing to keep no records of wrong. Giving up the desire for them to be punished. Not telling others what they did, being merciful, being gracious, the absence of bitterness, forgiving God if necessary, and forgiving ourselves if necessary. You know, I try to forgive at the very time that the hurt is beginning, that the hurt is happening. While it's going on, the longer you hold on to a hurt, the harder it is to truly forgive. When you forgive immediately, you can keep another commandment, which is to rejoice always. So why is this part of praying? Well, in Isaiah 59, 2, it says, Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Well, if you've sinned by not forgiving, then it says that God is not hearing. So when you pray, you want God to hear, right? (laughs) Then, as best as we can, let's get rid of our sins, including not forgiving. Now, today, we're going to continue with a new prayer topic, which is our culture. It's been said there are seven areas of our culture that need to be changed for us to see a change in our culture. Let's look at them. Number one, education. Number two, religion. Number three, family, number four, business, number five, government and military, number six, arts and entertainment, and number seven, media. So those are seven, we're going to call them mountains, um, to pray for. Now, this concept comes from Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade, and Lauren Cunningham, founder of Youth with a Mission, and Francis Schaefer, founder of Le Abri, and Pat Robertson of Regent University and the Christian Broadcasting Network, they were all given similar messages roughly at the same time. The message was that if you're going to impact a nation, any nation, for Yeshua, you have to affect these seven mountains of its society. In essence, God was telling these spiritual leaders, this is where the battlefield is, and this is where culture is won or lost. So, many of these prophetic words of the Lord uh, cause people often to take 
go into a new theology. We're not going to do that. We don't recommend that. Let's just look at what we're saying, not try and create something more out of it. However, uh, we should see that we who believe should be sharing our faith within all walks of life. And, of course, that includes those seven spheres of influence, those seven mountains. At the very least, and yet most important, we should be praying for these seven aspects of culture to receive revival from the Lord. Can we all say yes to revival? Amen? So culture is changed by roughly 3 to 5% of those operating at the top of the mountain. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? So if we're talking about government, it's the top 3 to 5% only. That's all they need to start changing the culture. Let's give you an example. Gay rights. The gay rights movement has done this through the mountain of media, arts, and entertainment and education. And they have gradually legitimized their cause through these three mountains. You've seen it. You've, you've watched it, right? So let's take each one of these mountains and delve into them and see what the Lord might be saying to us about prayer. Now, the first three are the most important of the mountains as they lay the groundwork for the other four. So number one, family. I believe that's really the most important. Number two, faith. And the number three, education. Now, these three are sort of, they run in tandem with each other. And they connect with each other. So let me give you, let's start with education. And then we'll move forward from there. Uh, The two most important are really family and faith. But education is also a key. You find it in all other mountains. It's Education is the transmitter of knowledge, of right and wrong, and cultural norms. It infiltrates into everything we do and everything we are. It's a crucial element also of our spiritual development. Proverbs 1.7 says it very succinctly. The fear of Adonai is the beginning of knowledge. Education must start with being filled with that fear so that we have the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God leads us to having wisdom, and wisdom is the correct use of knowledge, and together wisdom and knowledge lead to correct application of God's word in order to live the life he wants us to live, an abundant life. So God is telling us, as an example, in Romans 12, 2, how we should view our culture and the culture of this world. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So as we're talking about education, let's look at the importance of a biblical education. That could be done at home, could be done at school, can be done at other places as well in, in our congregations. 
Number one, the focus is on Yeshua and the Bible as the Word of God, which is our instruction book for living. Number two, the second importance of a biblical education, the Bible focuses on character development. Number three, our knowledge of what is morally correct comes from the Bible. Number four, the teaching of prayer, Bible study, and spiritual disciplines. Number five, authority, our authority, is truth. The truth who is God and the Scripture. Truth does not change with the times because it's from God. Man's truth changes, but it's not really truth. So in our Shabbat school, along with the teaching at home, they're critical to our children's education and their ability to grow up in the nurture of the Lord. However, children are not the only ones who need this education. Our walk with the Lord is a journey requiring continual learning and applying the Word of God. In a a recent devotional, uh, in the ones that I'm talking to you about, the uh, prayer and fasting devotional, uh, we recently read from Dwight L. Moody a quote that said, The Bible was not given for our information, but for our transformation. Our culture needs transformation. Our educational system needs teachers and administrators that are transformed. It's critical for us to pray for the education in our schools, in our families, in our congregation, in our city, state, country, in the businesses, in the arts and media, wherever it is. It's We have to pray for people to be educated God's way, right? As we continually pray for education, God will give us a burden for how we can be part of the solution at home, in our synagogue, in the city. God will speak to your heart in prayer times so that you will also be a person of action, not just prayer, but prayer will put you into action on how you can help educate people or children adults, whichever, start by asking yourself, what are you doing to help others to be educated in God's word and application of his word? It's not about being judgmental, but rather letting the light of scripture and positive teaching touch the hearts of young and old. When we pray for education, we pray for administrators, teachers, curriculum, students. We pray for God to be in every area of education. You know, let's talk also about the family, because that was what I said was the most critical. We pray for salvation and living the Word of God. We pray for fathers and mothers, each one fulfilling their roles, their biblical roles in the family, both as husband and wife and father and mother and an educator. They are the chief educators in our home. They model behavior. They model love. They model compassion. They model everything. And if they don't, then we are teaching some of the wrong things. So the education about the Lord, the Bible, and biblical values 
would be paramount in family lifestyle. We need to pray that. We need to pray the family must have influence over the culture. The family is who prepares the children to go out into the secular world and not become secular but lead others to be believers. The family teaches basic understanding of discipline, authority, and respect for everyone. The family teaches about love, forgiveness, compassion, and other godly traits. The family is crucial in the educational process, and when they don't do their job, it falls back on the congregations of believers to take up the slack. So we must pray for the families. We also must pray for a vibrant, active, well-balanced, scriptural group of people that model who God is within them and teaches what God has prescribed for us to live an abundant life. Either the congregation comes alongside the family or has to teach the family all tenets of godly living. If these first three groups do their job, education, family, and congregations, people of faith, it will be easier to reach people who are in the other four groups, which is business, arts, entertainment, government and military, and media. You see, these groups, if they're taught well at home and when they're young and in their schools, and, and then they will have the, the ability to receive what is being taught in, in their area of expertise. We should allot a lot of time uh, for these seven areas of culture. There's so much to pray for. You could spend an hour easily just on one of these. But uh, the last four are important to mainly because they have an effect on our society because of their platform. They, they are heard and seen by everyone. Whether they make sense or not, people listen to them. Because of their status, people often believe even when they're misspeaking. Does Elon Musk need prayer? Does President Biden and the Congress and the Supreme Court need prayer? Do our unions need prayer? Do the owners and CEOs of businesses need prayer? Do our police and first responders need prayer? We need to establish a way to pray for these seven mountains of our culture along with a personal, our personal prayers concerning our family, friends, congregation, co-workers, and neighbors. Don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed at this moment with this large list. Divide this list into attainable amounts and pray each day for some. One way to do it is to include in your prayer time one of these mountains, one of these groups, each day. And then you hit all seven. Let me close with a word of encouragement. Philippians 4. Four. Rejoice in the Lord, Lord always. Again, I will pray rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the shalom of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. Well, this is all the time we have for today. If you'd like to support our um, program with prayer and with finances, feel free to give Karen a call at 
831-5673. Go to our uh, website at Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org, for our uh, prayer devotional. Come visit us. Check out the times. Let me close with a word of prayer for you. Father, in this prayer of fasting, open up our eyes so we can see the miracles that are happening all around us so that we can be revived, that we can be excited, and our excitement would become infectious. So, Lord, we pray in the name of Yeshua, make us ambassadors for you, Lord, every moment of every day. And may you, Lord, be our first priority, and may you May each one of us grow in our desire to have a heart like you, Lord, the heart of Messiah. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.